Hello there and welcome to the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashvin Sharma. And I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both medical students from the University of Birmingham. This is a podcast about our life at medical school, how we're growing up and transitioning to becoming doctors, both about our life at medical school and also about the things we get up to in and around that. We want to impart a bit of our knowledge around medical school. We want to talk about the topics that are rarely spoken about and about the dilemmas that some people face at medical school, all in a light-hearted way. Please subscribe to us wherever you're listening. And if you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be very much appreciated. Yeah, cool. Good. So finally got the right volume. Yeah, we've had a few technical difficulties. And now Ashwin is doing the technical problems that I have, uh, that he's been having a go at me against. Yeah. You can see as we look at the trace. Just like, you're just staring at the screen now. I know. <laughs> it's like an ECG, isn't it? Yeah, apologies to everyone who listened to the last episode. I had to really try and like dampen down the audio. Because yeah, we, we were just... So, sorry if we... Oh, he's dropped his mic. It's a great start. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry if we ruined your uh, ruined your ears. Yeah, I've got the mic at a funny angle. I'm kind of sitting like I'm slowly falling off the chair. Oh, stone. Oh. Oh, the stone my altar. A guess, bro. Do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Syrian refugees, yeah? <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> We've got a third housemate reveal. Right, we had an interruption there from... Um, our other housemate who just came in and I honestly can't remember where we were. Uh, we hadn't even started. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I was just asking how, how your week's been. Oh, yeah, it's been all right. <laughs> what? what I can't take this seriously. <laughs> what? What's the matter? It's, your shirt's ripped. <laughs> changing your shirt in front getting of changed me. changed whilst we're recording a podcast, yeah. It's, uh, it's dedication. It's dedication. Are you enjoying the view? No, I'm looking at all the birds outside, bro. I'm using your bird book, your Bro's bird guide. Dark. It's nine o'clock in the evening. <laughs> I know your eyes are bad. Using the binoculars. Your eyes are bad, but you're definitely not going to see anything. Oh, oh my god. Dude. But yeah, no. How have you been? Yeah, good, good, good. It's been a couple of weeks since we've last recorded. Uh, it has, it has. But the uh, most recent FYD episode has dropped, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The last few days had some good feedback from that already. People are enjoying it. Yeah, which has yeah, been yeah. Really good. Yeah, we've all recovered from. Um, El Covido 22. Yes, we have had COVID 2022, haven't we? Yeah, um, I shot back home after. Um, what did you go to? I had my mum's 50th birthday celebration. It was nice. Like, what happened there? It was a big party. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we literally shot back from here, straight there. Um, good fun. A lot of good fun. Came back the next day and I'm going back home this weekend as well uh, for Holy or Hawley, if you like, pronounce it. I'm probably going to rip to shreds for that pronunciation. Um, it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's like the festival of colour. So yeah. going back there, hopefully chuck some colour on a load of people, like shoot people with water guns, water balloons. I think the uni does some things like um, there's like a, uh, a night out, like a Hawley night out. There's a there's a big uh, diaspora, isn't there? So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Big what? Sorry. Diaspora. Oh, diaspora. It's a good oh, yeah, word. Yeah, I was going to say. I, 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 like, I like the word diaspora. <laughs> we're getting a bit loud. You're gonna, you're start, we'll turn it down a bit. You're going to start having a go at me again. <laughs> being too loud when we record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how, how are you doing? How's your uh, OSCE prep going? Uh, it's all right, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of, the grind continues a f- few weeks until exams, so it's just kind of keeping both MCQs and OSCEs going, but I don't want to talk about it too much. No, fair enough. Done a lot of work already. Um, but yeah, no, uh, good week. I'm going home, not this weekend, but weekend after. Why? Because I want to go and see my parents. I've seen my parents since Christmas. Seriously? Yeah. I'm mad. 
I wasn't going to until after exams. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Been convinced to go home, yeah. It's quite mad how you, like, prefer being here. Uh, like, you prefer... It's not that I prefer being here, it's that I work better here. That's what I mean, yeah, you prefer and being here for your exams. Having to like, go home yeah. as well takes me almost three hours if I drive. True. Yeah. I think I might get the train, though, because it means I can sit on the train and work. And because fuel being so expensive, <laughs> yeah, with fuel being so expensive, <laughs> that like it's actually basically the same price. I was going to say, if you, it's just for work, bro. It's just like three hours of your day. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, but if you're on the train, you can proper smash out some work, oh, can't you? No, I've never done work on the train. Have you not? No, no, I can't work on the train. What do you mean you can't work on the train? You listen to a podcast or something. Listen to our listen podcast. to our own podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. review the episode. Exactly. Fair yeah. enough. That's where all the downloads come from, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just be listening to it again and again. <laughs> Redownload it. Well, like, when you go to sleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to my calming voice. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, right. Last yeah, week, was yeah, no, we haven't been, we haven't been <clears throat> up to too much compared to normal. But you had good, for, uh, good time at home for your mum's birthday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was really good fun. It was really nice. All the cake that you brought back up, <laughs> really enjoyed that. What happened? So basically, what happened was we had, um, I think, over like 80, 85 guests. Yeah. And so um, we had a cake for about seventy-five people, but mm. like it wasn't for seventy-five people. Like each piece was like for like two people, so it's probably like one hundred and fifty people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then so the next day. After I think I only had one slice, um, so I was just like to so my parents, I was like, "Oh, do we have any cake left?" They're like, "Yeah, plenty." So then I went to the fridge and I couldn't find anything, and <laughs> so then I was just like, "Oh, where's the cake?" And they're like, "Oh, it must be in one of the bags or something," and it oh, wasn't no. there. And then I think my dad realised he was just like, "Oh, I think I might have um, uh, like cut the slice and given it to everyone as they were leaving." And he probably cut like flipping like four slices before one person gave him a whole like bunch of cake. What like basically like the size of a normal cake? Yeah, yeah. One person. Yeah. Oh dear. And then um, gave it to them, and so there was no cake left. And so I mean, at least I had a slice. My brother was like absolutely fuming because he hadn't had he hadn't had any. Yeah, uh, I'd be fuming. I know. Yeah. So I love my cake. Yeah, so no, no, but cake, um, otherwise it was really good fun, really good fun. Um, glad I could actually make it back, you know, that was the first, um, one of the first days, I think the second day that I tested negative um, on the lateral flow, so that was a concern of not going back. Um, but nah, made it back and then back up here, but like, yeah, like I said, going back this weekend, um, which should be good fun. Um, but what we wanted to speak about today is something which probably more, more relevant to us next year. So I, yeah. I actually could see us doing another episode on this next year, but more from I think how, definitely, it, how it went I think for once us. We, I think once we've applied or when we're thinking about applying, it'd be good to do an episode of our experience. Yeah. See how it compares to this episode. Yeah. We look back on this episode. Right. We're just outsiders, aren't we, on this? Uh, yeah. With no real, I had no <clears> real <throat> idea of what it entailed. The only <clears throat> information I've got is from speaking to people over the past couple of days yeah. about what they actually had to do. Um, so what are we talking about? So we're talking about, oh yeah, it's a good point, we haven't actually said what we're talking about, um, Deanery Day, which is the day in which you get, or, or we speak about, potentially might not get, um, an allocation to where you're going to work um, next year uh, as an F1. So after your final year, your two foundation years, so uh, what deanery you're going to be uh, going to, so essentially what region. And so broadly, I sort of had an idea of what it was, and so it's a combination of your decile, uh, along with some extra points and 50 is the SJT the situational judgment test similar to what I guess people had to do um for UCAT or UKCAT it's just a bigger version just a bigger version thing, isn't yeah. it really a yeah. kind of slightly more difficult more comprehensive version of the same kind of thing yeah so they get the results on the, the SJT results on that on that day and um they don't get them on the same day they're not no so then how do they know where they've I, should, I, swear, I swear they get them on the same day. No, you get your results, SGT results on the day when you get your deanery. That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought they, you meant you get them on the day of your exam. No, 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 no. no. They get the <clears> results <throat> on the same day as they're allocated, their yeah, deanery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and from that, so you get to know how everyone's done. And, like, I didn't really know sort of um, what scores to expect. You know, you know in UK CAT, or band one to band four, but you don't know, like, what is the norm. From what I hear... 39 is the average and 41 is the average at Birmingham. That's okay. I've been told by fine, fine. one of my mates. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then after that, we had um, a sort of uh, a night out or something like a deanery day night out. And there you get to know where everyone's uh, based. And I'm from what I heard and what you heard, like a lot of people staying in Birmingham, um, split up into the West Midlands, North, West Midlands, South, West Midlands, Central. Yeah. Um, and so that was quite interesting to know. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't know and I don't know if you're the same here, is that um, the existence of a reserve list? I, I knew that the, basically in a lot of years that kind of 20 to 30 people didn't get jobs. And I thought that was because they'd kind of taken a leave of absence or whatever, or they'd taken some time out. They decided not to take a job in the end. I thought it was that kind of thing. Maybe someone got pregnant or... They went. Actually, I need a year off because I kind of burnt out. I thought it was those kind of people, the kind of the, those kind of things, but it's not, is it? No, no. And it, it was quite mad. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, you probably it, one of the factors for me applying to medicine was the whole fact that oh, you're guaranteed a job at the end of it. Yeah, I think it's an important factor. Job security. You know, that's, that's why you have such a rigorous interview process because effectively you are being trained for a job, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, the interview process is another thing. Like, I, I don't know whether that's the reason why they do it. I know, but you think of a lot of other courses, you're not interviewed. You look at, like, nursing, you look at medicine, you're interviewed because you are kind of presumed to get a job at the end of it, aren't you? Yeah, no, that's true. That's and true. particularly when part of your training to be fully registered as a doctor involves your foundation year it's kind of expected that you you have you have that job waiting for you at the end because you can't practice as a doctor without having that degree and we've i've seen a lot of things on on about this recently and it's it's kind of annoyed me because there's someone kind of tweeting going it's not a a right of all medical students to get a to get a job at the end of it and in reality you can't practice medicine independently without doing an f1 year at the minimum yeah so you can't get your full registration and people are like well not all people who do law get a job but a lot of people who do law can do a lot of other degrees and have done kind of training in lots of other areas yeah go we don't not all people that do law go into law yeah whereas with medicine it's expected that everyone that goes gets does medicine goes into goes into medicine, yeah yeah no no becomes yeah. a doctor in the in uh, the nhs for at least for for two years for the f1 and f2 and this kind of so people were just preaching, being like, oh, it's not a right of all med students to have a, a job. They're all being so entitled. And you're like, yeah. well, in reality, you have to have that job in order to get fully certified to be a doctor. You can't do another career without that. that then once you've done your F1, you can leave if you want to. But it's not really very fair, is it? No, I'm trying to find that tweet, but I can't find it. I don't know who tweeted it. I think it. the person made their account private. Oh, really? Yeah, but there was a there's a core surgical trainee who was tweeting about it. I'm yeah, sure. I'm just like, People mate. <clears throat> he was just like, oh, you know, you don't have a right to... Uh, and sort of had a John job. was going, what about people who haven't gone to university? Should they all be guaranteed jobs? And like, it's not, like, the, point, not, it's not compar- the point that we're making. Like, it's um, not the point that we're making. Yeah, no. And this is from people who it's not even directly affecting. No, no, no. Like, really <laughs> next year, you know. We, we know of people who are on these lists. It's a big, it's, it's a big reason for like why you're sort of like, oh, it's just, you're sort of told it, oh, guaranteed a job, job security, this, that. Um, and like you said, like, I could probably imagine a few people not 
being on not getting allocated to jobs or being on the reserve list. But yeah, and hey, you think it's people man. that maybe didn't sit the SJT or whatever reason, really whatever reason, right? You don't year, you don't expect yeah. every, you don't expect a hundred percent to go through, but like there's usually a reason for that. But eight hundred people, and the thing that I'm surprised about, right, is that they always say, oh, we don't have enough doctors, we don't have the doctors, we need to train more doctors. <laughs> but then you train doctors, and then there's. It seems the government's fix for actually fixing the NHS is to make it very superficial and to fix the number of medical places without fixing the number of jobs that there are at the end of it, creating yet another bottleneck in medicine. But did you see that our university as well, they're stopping accepting graduate entry students yeah. from, I don't know, in a couple of years or maybe next year, I don't know. A couple of years. I don't know why we got emailed about that, but yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's but to do I'm, with the I'm genuinely surprised if all of this stuff... Uh, if if the war wasn't happening in Ukraine, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be front page news. Eight hundred medical graduates not being getting. Right, I, d- I don't think it'd be front page news. I don't think I don't think the news care that much to to highlight like that thing. Uh, do you know what it was last year? The reserve list. Smaller than that, wasn't it? It's half of that. Half of okay, yeah. I think so. It's it's grown about five years ago. It's about twenty five people, and then it went up, and then a few years ago it was about two hundred, and then I think last year it was four hundred. I may be wrong. You may have to dub me and correct me on that, but um, no, I'm not, bro. I'm not uh, dubbing anything. <laughs> and then this year it's 800, and I worked out based on graduates from a couple of years ago, the most recent stat I could find, about 8,800 medicine graduates, which means that one in 11 people was put on a reserve list, bro. Which is fair enough. Very high. Yeah, yeah. And we were kind of both thinking about this, and it's like it's kind of scary. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is scary. Nine percent of people don't don't get. Well, I mean, I, what I was told was um, by someone is like the reason that this is happening is because of COVID. So not. Who you think? A lot of people sort of progress to the next stage of their training, which means there aren't enough um, uh, opportunities. Okay. That's yeah. what I was sort of yeah. told. That's the reason why there's more. But I, I still don't think it excuses anything because you see all these tweets saying, "Oh, there's a not many junior doctors here." I had, I had the whole war to myself here, like not enough support here and here. But yet, there's 800 people on the wait list, and and that person who said, "Oh, you know, that uni guys aren't. Oh, you don't uh, deserve this, don't deserve that." I'm like, bruh, just like allow yourself, you know. Like, we're told this. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be told this at the start. I only found this out after five years i'm in my fifth year i only found this out two days ago so it hasn't really been communicated to us very well that there is such a thing so yeah i thought it was, i thought it was ridiculous to be honest yeah it was um it was a lot higher and i mean we saw i mean it was kind of it was mixed atmosphere then when we went on this night out afterwards wasn't it because obviously they all had their deaneries and we were just well it's, it's a bit it's a bit awkward because yeah. you go so you're like oh well, hi so what deanery are you being allocated to and then they say something and then the next the next question is oh so like did you actually did you actually want what that or you know what was yeah. what was your choice yeah um and i think a lot of them applied to the birmingham area so luckily they they, they got it um a lot of west midlands north um yeah. i heard a lot of people like staying in the area i think with birmingham as well there's quite a lot of local students so quite a lot of people are from the area and so like will kind of want to stay in the area yeah have you thought about it uh, i have a bit I've, I've thought more about it i've heard about there being come some level of financial incentives for some of the yeah, the yeah, areas yeah, like Scotland yeah. but I don't know if that's all of Scotland or if it's just areas in like the Highlands and poorly kind of poorly staffed areas I don't know but yeah no a lot, a lot of people I know as well going towards the northwest so kind of be in Manchester well, yeah a few people going on towards Leeds some people down towards Peninsula which I think would be pretty good I mean I don't know how big the hospitals are but surfing lots of days getting to do things like that it's good fun 
Not for you? Nah, bro. <laughs> I always thought I'd stay in Birmingham, to be honest. Um, yeah. But then... You've kind of reconsidered that. Yeah, no, I have. I have. I'm speaking to someone, they're like, oh, we're going back sort of near where I am. And because um, I haven't actually looked at the deanery, so I didn't actually know what hospitals were in the deanery. Yeah. I've only just looked since this has happened, you know, and I'm just like, bro, this is a year away for us. Yeah. So had a look and I'm from like the Buckinghamshire area. So had a look at the Oxford deanery and, you know, the hospitals are local to me, like very close. I'm just thinking like, you know, you could save a lot of rent just, just staying at home. But then the other thing is like, do you actually want to stay at home? Do you want to live at home for two years? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah. Really? So or do you want to live near home? Is the other thing? Do you want to? Do you but, want to go yeah. home and then live in a flat near? But then your again, house? Like, I'm quite near already. You know, being in Birmingham, like, would you count as near? Yeah, I mean, I'm not near home. No, you're you're like a couple of hours away, only or three hours. Yeah, away. three hours away. Um, whereas I'm like yeah. an hour and a half away. So yeah, and, and there's the familiarity aspect. You know, you're familiar with the area of Birmingham, so you sort of. I think being familiar with the hospitals is a big thing, and I think at least for F1, F2, when those are your first jobs as a doctor. I would quite like that level of kind of being a bit grounded in at least somewhere I know because the whole experience is going to be different. So you're 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 somewhere totally new. You're doing something totally new. But if you're doing it in an area, uh, a physical area where you're comfortable, or you've been in those hospitals, you know some of the registrars or consultants, then it kind of it makes things a little bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah. That's my viewpoint anyway. But some people want to go and go in for that change straight away. And well, it's interesting to see the, the ratios, I think, um, on... Who applies to where? And like London by far, I knew you'd say that. Uh, London by far away is like the most competitive, I think. Um, yeah, which London though? I mean, there's there's north, isn't there not north, northeast, northwest, and then south Thames? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I was having a look at, I don't know what I was looking at. I think it might have been old, but it was like 2.89 it's very competitive, which is quite competitive. That is very competitive. Uh, I think West Midlands Central, so like the Birmingham area is also quite, it's up there as really? well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was having a look at, <laughs> I've recently just started looking at the Reddit threads for Medical School UK and um, a lot of people just putting in their marks there, just saying, oh yeah, I got in South Thames, 92, 89, 87, 85. I mean, it seems that the student room has progressed over to being on Reddit and stuff and it ends up this kind of like humble brag of people who've done exceptionally well. And like, don't get me wrong, these people have done exceptionally well, but kind of pitting themselves against one another and it seems a bit kind of... I do, to me at least a bit toxic when these people have done all so well and so there's someone who's done kind of well or even average and it's kind of you feel kind of intimidated by all these scores um i'm not sure i understand <laughs> siri's not happy bro. no no not at all and i i quite like competition as we've mentioned beforehand but i feel like the atmosphere on some of these sites gets a bit it gets a bit marched and it gets a bit toxic yeah, I just don't see like what the need for them to just say what their mark is, just like, flat out like that. Yeah, or it's like as well, I've seen tweets because it's been match week, hasn't it, in the States. Yeah, I just like, hey, matched. Yeah, like, match. right, it's so, it sounds so American. <laughs> it seems like so many people are becoming orthopedic surgeons or neurosurgeons. And then it's, I think there's often an over-representation of people who have done, are into these really competitive jobs, aren't there? Yeah. On, on these kind of, there's a lot of bias towards people doing, who are, who get into these programs tweeting about it people tweet when they do well don't they people don't tweet when they do badly this is why there's so many comments probably from these high achieving people on reddit on twitter because by and large i know some people do tweet and kind of reflect on not getting into somewhere but by and large it's the people that got into somewhere yeah but is it i think for one thing i took that was quite interesting from was like knowing the cutoffs for the different places so i know yeah. like south thames the cutoff was 82 which That's I mean, it sounds high, right? It sounds high, but once again, I don't really know. Like, I haven't done the SJT, so I don't know how tough it is. But if you're saying the average is thirty-nine, 
then automatically you need 43 to get that, which sounds also quite high, doesn't it? But once again, I have no real concept of what it requires, how hard it is to get 50 out of 50. Yeah. Especially because this year, that 50 is different from what it will be for us next year, won't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but basically intercalations and publications don't count for points. So that would have got me... In a, our year. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that would have got me a few extra points. Yeah. Which would have been a nice little buffer to have because it's basically... It's extra points. And they, they announced halfway through the year when I was intercalating that points, that you wouldn't get extra points. Yeah. So you knew this going into your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good decision, to be honest with you. Do you? Um, yeah, I do. I think, I think it is unfair to those people who don't intercalate. Um, it's obviously peak like for those people who have intercalated and uh, I don't know if they intercalated just for the points I think some people do I mean I didn't because well, what I don't think is right well. is, and it's useful down the yeah. line anyway but it's the people that intercalated just for the I points. guess the only thing that I think they did wrong was announcing it halfway through the, the year yeah but they didn't announce it a few months later or announced it even halfway through the year but for the next academic yeah, year yeah, people yeah, yeah. would have been fine with but it. like the actual decision I, I fully agree with to be honest with you Fair enough. And um, so what I've heard, I, I still don't know if this is true, and I've just been asking a lot of people, yeah. is that next year it's it's based on your deciles. And so like first decile, so first 10% is 50 out of 50, and then it goes down in two points for every decile you go down. Yeah. Which... Oh, I, 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 this is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Unconfirmed rumours, yeah. Um, so I really have no idea how, how it works. But even in that, man, like 82 sounds quite high. It's something that I've only started to think about since, since Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's um it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's gonna impact uh, all of our future careers. I mean, I, it makes me sound like I'm saying not much, but I mean, we all go all over the country, and there's a lot of people who haven't got jobs. I mean, or the worst thing will be is if they then decide to release 800 jobs and fill up all these places, and these people have just been caused undue stress. So wait, what happens months. to the 800 people? Do you know? Or? I think there's a second round of kind of job things. Okay, um, so they get allocated to where there are spaces. Uh, I believe there's a second round, but I don't think there's 800 places worth. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I think my main takeaway from this whole thing was, was, to be honest, was that was one, the 800 jobs, and two, that person on Twitter, who was just, he's honestly really irritated me. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a doctor, this is, this is someone from the profession. I just think it's because he's probably in that position, he's like a really privileged position, you know, he's, yeah. he's reached the top, he's as a consultant. I, I don't think, understand I how he just can't take the perspective of the student. All of us student. lower down the kind of the medical student order, so from the third years and us in fourth year to the final years, really fill for these people, 800 people who haven't got a job. They've dedicated a large, the majority of their life from the age of 16 onwards, realistically, to get into medical school yeah. and to become a junior doctor and only to, to not have a job at the end of it. And, it yeah. and then to be slated on Twitter for, for being... Uh, for saying that they it's their their god given right to have a job. I mean, well, no, well, no, it's but, not god given right, bro. But, they, but like, they, but they. I mean, that's the way that's that it was put across on yeah, Twitter. But yeah. they, they should have a job because they can't act as doctors without having that that training. Yeah, which is what a lot of uh, academics have said as well. Yeah, and and that's also the fact that they'll go into a job, a job which in recent news, especially the pay has been highlighted mm. and the real pay cut across yeah. the last five, ten years the or so. The real term pay cut, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, our our Instagram isn't really a place where we like to share like much medical stuff. Um, there's plenty of other accounts for that. But, like, I did share that on our story, um, a video by Ollie Burton, who highlighted it really well in terms yeah, he's, of... Yeah, he's very, very good, and I, I would recommend giving yeah, him Yeah, just a, watch that video if you haven't. It's giving really him good. a subscribe. Yeah. I've, I've kind of worked through him on large committees beforehand not with him kind of 
personal small groups but yeah i've seen he's really really good at communicating these issues yeah and i'd really really recommend subscribing to his channel where he does talk about breakdown of my pay and he's yeah. very very honest about all of his pay and about kind of about applying for jobs and yeah about but it's, it's interesting the way that they spin it you know the way they'll spin it they'll say there's been a three percent increase in salaries for junior doctors or whatever not at all accounting for inflation yeah, and I mean, with the the cost of living crisis at the moment, just about to st- kind of starting to squeeze, yeah, and will be felt for the next few months, if not years, probably years. Um, it's really going to be a massive real term pay cut, isn't it? Well, yeah. So my point is that for for that to happen, right? So you're going into a job which the real um, pay has decreased over the years, and then for someone to say that you don't have a right to have a job after you've trained for five years or six years at medical school, yeah. you've sort of been assured from the beginning, oh, job security, guaranteed a job. Um, oh, it's really hard, you know, um, you have to dedicate a lot of time to it, but you're guaranteed a job at the end. And then for someone to say, oh, no, you're not, there's no right, what's different for you and other people? Allow him, man, honestly, I just, I read it and it's not much I get irritated by someone who's written like a tweet, but it's just this person who you assume will understand like where everyone's coming from. Yeah. and has no concept just can't relate whatsoever I, I half think he's joking but then i half kind of think that he's just you know he's just doing it for attention or something i feel like it's just twitter's a place where people just kind of voice their opinions on these things without kind of thinking about uh, kind of how other people are going to react to it it's not really okay on the day of jobs and stuff and there's a lot of people going on about this to go oh medics all being so entitled and like these 800 people Probably didn't go into it going, oh, I really deserve a job. I'm a wonderful medical student. Oh, I'm so much better than everyone else, did they? They went, I've worked hard. This is foundation applications, so I should yeah. get a job at yeah. the end of it. It might not be my first choice. I'll work hard to get my first choice. Yeah. And then to be told, oh, well, I know you think you're entitled to a job, but you're not. At the end of it, it just is really... There's, a, there's enough going on yeah. to kind of bring people down and like real-term pay cut that it's just not necessary Someone who's relatively high up voicing their opinion on this, which is so negative towards people that aren't even in the pression yet. It's another reason that pushes people away. And yeah. You have to block out this stuff because it's a load of rubbish. And yeah. just, I don't listen to people like this because their viewpoint on that matter is just so toxic to my colleagues and peop- my peers that I, I don't want to listen to it. Do you don't know yeah. think it really undermines our yeah, mates, yeah, no, no, undermines yeah, our mates who have worked it's just so annoying, hard over right? the last year. And, and the fact and through is, the yeah. pandemic, they've worked through the pandemic in hospitals, working as uh, healthcare assistants and stuff, and they've 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 worked really hard. And then to be to be told something like that, it just, it just gets yeah, me. The fact angry. is, right, like it doesn't really affect us this year, but it's still irritating no, it me. Like it, it irritates me though that there's total disregard for people. Yeah. entering the pressure and there's no welcoming people or anything like yeah. that and I'm not going to get all oh everyone should be sent kind of really encouraging messages 100% of the time that's not my point and I, I don't think that that helps me grow I, I, I like to, to kind of have criticism and stuff but I don't it's not criticism it's just, it's I just, just berating people unnecessarily I just get the vibe that that you was just like one of those people who was just oh you know oh um, you need to work of, really hard. It was different in my different day. Different in my, yeah. my day was better than your, this current day, like yeah, current day, yeah. like a bunch it's, of... It's the kind of, the vibe it gives me as well. Yeah, yeah. so, but anyway, just from an ex, like external perspective, um, well, what I heard was that, like, I think it was released at like 6am or something. Um, yeah, but I think it wasn't because it was always, as usual, there was a delay. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, as expected. Hope everyone's happy with with what they've got. If- yeah, no, we really do. I, I don't hope a lot of you uh, are happy with with where you've ended up. Um, if you've got some stories to share on Deanery Day and kind of around that or any opinions, we'd really like to hear from you. 
uh, on our Instagram at Medtime Stories Podcast or on our Twitter at Medtime Stories. Give us um, a subscribe, give us a follow, send us any comments or any questions that you might have. Uh, thanks very much for listening once again, and we'll speak soon.